You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Welcome back to our Legends Live, as presented by the National Basketball Retired Players Association, of course, the home of all our NBA and WNBA legends. I'd like to remind all our viewers, you can, of course, submit questions during the show that we will answer uh, with our legend before we wrap up. Without further ado, let's get to today's legend. We've got former Virginia Cavalier, former Seattle Supersonic, Sacramento King. We've got Olden Polonese here. Olden, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me on. Of course, of course. Uh, first things first, how are you, man? It's, it's, it's I, trying times out there. How are you? I'm six feet above ground, the other side of the dirt. I am ecstatic. I understand, man. It, it, we were just talking a little bit before, talking about just, just trying to make it through the years. So I feel like it's always nice to just, just see how people are doing. Like, what, what are you keeping busy with these days? Uh, just, again, just maneuvering through the COVID debacle, or whatever they want to call it, you know. <laughs> And it's just, it's just been madness, you know, seeing how our world shut down. Yeah. Which is something I never thought I would see in my lifetime. Right. And, you know, we've had all kinds of sicknesses and viruses in the past and something like this, you know, shut us down. So maneuvering that as a parent, you know, you know, with kids, you know, my kids are in college now, you know, and some are married with kids so it's like just making sure that everybody's okay just like everybody else has been doing you know dealing sure. with COVID. you know two of my kids have had it and my brother mm -hmm. had it mm -hmm. and so it's just you know hoping and praying that things get better and that we make it through 2020 <laughs> definitely definitely uh bit of a lighter note something i wanted to ask you about saw it on your uh instagram it was a picture you had uh it was a graphic of kobe beside LeBron James and it pointed out that to see in the same season they both finished second in MVP. Yeah. They both beat the Houston Rockets in the second round. They beat the Denver Nuggets in the third round and they won their fourth championship in, in, Orla in Orlando. So that's <laughs> that, 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 the way you put it, that is kind of funny. But what do you what do you make of just the all time discussion? Like with like where do you have like Kobe, uh, LeBron, Jordan, of course, Kareem, whoever you have up in that, that conversation? It's a great question. It's that burning question, you know, the GOAT debate. And my thing is this. There's never going to be a debate. It's always going to be who do you like. Right. And I think people need to understand that because if I say I like player A, somebody's going to say, no, I like player B. Okay. <laughs> you know, All right. That. Okay. All right. That's your right. And so it becomes one of the situations that now, if we want to always have arguments, then that's a great one to have. Mm. But no one's ever going to be right and no one's ever going to be wrong. I can say Kareem, Will, Oscar Robinson. I can say Elgin Bell, Jerry West. I can go on and on and mm. I'll still be okay. Right. Like I can say LeBron, George. There's no, there's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. So what I try to tell people is this. 
enjoy everybody for what they provided us. Because to me, that's their greatness is that Mm -hmm. they've given us each something special. You know, every era is to be celebrated. Every player is to be celebrated, not compared, just celebrated. Definitely. Now I know you, or let me get this straight. You, you started playing relatively late. Like how old were you when you started playing basketball? I was 15 years old when I picked up a basketball. So who I was going to ask, who did you watch? Like, did you watch anybody growing up or did you watch it and just never played or you never really, like how'd, how'd that come about? But it's so funny. I grew up across the street from Rucker Park. Oh, wow. Literally okay. like my building. I lived in building one uh-huh. games from the window. From my neighbor's window, I could see all the games. Wow. And so I never played ball. And I was like, you never thought, of, man, I got to go over there and get in on some of that. I just, listen, we're from Haiti. My parents are about going <laughs> to school and getting an education. True. So True. all stuff, trying to have fun, uh-uh. You yeah. <laughs> get your grades first, definitely. <laughs> that was it. But it became a situation that the education basically got me to play basketball because the high school coach, um, when I grew the seven inches between my freshman and sophomore year, which was a major jump. How tall were you then? And I was six one, and I went to six eight. From freshman to sophomore, wow! And so the coach told my parents, if he got good enough playing basketball, he can get a scholarship, which meant he can go to college for free. Right. My parents heard the word free. <laughs> matter they were all in basketball yeah (laughs) (laughs) so how did you like in picking it up late i guess what was the hardest part for you to to pick it up like you had to really learn the game from square one right oh yeah i did so there were no bad habits and there was Hmm. nothing really hard about it for myself i'm not bragging or anything it's just i've always had a a tendency to pick up things rather quickly right so I, i i'm a big listening guy you know, I, I believe that anything can be accomplished if we're good listeners. And so I was I had that in my bag and I had relatively good coaches. My high school coach is one of the best. And everybody that I saw playing basketball, I just watched and picked things from. And I also got in the gym and worked in my game. That was it. So who were you watching at that time? Like, I mean, NBA guys, it could be college, local guys. Like, who were just it, some of the guys you were just watching, picking up moves? Guys at Rucker, Joe Hammond, um, you know, people that were playing at Rucker Park. You know, I remember Dr. J came through there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, my God, you know, you get to see Dr. J. Then I watched the um, um, NCAA uh, championships, you know, mm-hmm. the tournament. And it was like, oh, my goodness, look at this guy. So, you know, Magic and Bird playing in the championship game was like, wow. Right. Seeing a guy my height <laughs> bouncing the right. ball. And I was like, wait a minute. I can't do that. <laughs> Magic Johnson. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, uh, you mentioned your, your Haitian roots. You played in a couple NBA cities. What, what NBA city you think had the best Haitian food? The best Haitian food, none of the ones I played in, really. <laughs> okay. Not a knock on them. But I mean, I'm I'm in L.A. now. There's not a big Haitian community in L.A. Right. Not, none really in Seattle or Utah. Detroit, none. Sacramento, none. 
Right. But in my travels, New York, of course, Miami, when they finally put the heat mm. up there, I, <laughs> I enjoy going to those two cities because, you know, especially Miami, because I could always go to Little Haiti and get some mm. home. You know, it tastes just like my mom's food. Right. Now, do you, you keep your own uh, Peakleys with you? I was told by a Haitian friend. Peakleys, yes, I do keep... make, but I don't travel with it. <laughs> okay, you just make you just keep that uh, for at home. Oh, that's a staple. My dad, <laughs> uh, both my parents cooked. My mom pretty much made everything, but my dad has specific things that he would make, and Peakleys was one of them. Now, what is, I'm not familiar. What what is Peakleys? <laughs> What's that? What is Peakley? I'm not familiar. <laughs> I know of, I mean, I know like what it is. I haven't had it. Like what, what all is in it? Um, cabbage, carrots, okay, vinegar, um, habanero peppers, okay, and salt and pepper. A little bit of salt, not too much salt. That's pretty much it. Other people add other vegetables to it. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a. Uh, like pick, you know, like people make pickles with cucumber. So it's pretty much the same kind of concept. It's just that with multiple vegetables and then you put it on top of your food as a seasoning and a spice. So gotcha. it's fun to have. It's really, it makes like the different meats that we have, you put pickles on that or oh, it takes it to another level. So you just put it, eat it kind of with everything. Oh yeah. But it's spicy. I bet. Yeah. You said, uh, what kind hey, of peppers? Was that's a piece of pepper. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I, I don't. I know personally. I don't have the palate for that. I, I might be down for the count after that one. Now it's a who? Who would you put on like the? Uh, I guess is there an all Haitian basketball team? Because there's a. It's like some solid players with Haitian, it, like Samuel Dallenbert, Scalabissiers from there. I looked. I saw Blake Griffin's parents uh, from there, or Blake Griffin's father, Steph Curry's mother, grandmother's from Haiti. Yeah, well, you know, there's a thing now we say, you know, Haitians claim everybody. <laughs> I was going to say, that's why, yeah, I feel like, uh, who am I we missing claim, here? Uh, in the past, we've claimed Beyonce. Okay, Haiti. yeah, good. <laughs> so we claim everybody, so you got to do your research. Definitely. But, you know, there are quite a few people that have Haitian backgrounds. And I, I, I love when people embrace that part of their history and their mm. life. And so, you know, we have Mario Ellie, of course. Mm -hmm. um, Yvonne Joseph played a, a season in the league. Um, there's a bunch of young guys coming up right now that are really good. So, you know, there's, there's room for development in Haiti. Right. There's a lot of talent there, unlike Africa, of course. But there is a lot of talent. Right. Just got to get people down there helping out and teaching them. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Is that something that you, you do or you'd be interested in, like trying to... Oh, I work with or starting to work with. I'm interested in growing it even more, and mm. you know, there's only so much I can do as one person. Definitely. You no, know, I don't have. Like I said, you know, when I mentioned Africa, I don't have the backing of the NBA behind it. So, what everything that that's done in Haiti, you know, it's kind of like you have to do it on your own. People getting involved, but right. you know, I've I've been doing it for thirty plus years, so I'm not gonna stop now. Definitely. Now, when you were coming up, you played in the, some of the cities you mentioned, who were some of your veteran guys? Like I like to ask that, like when they, when you came in as a young player, as a rookie, who were some of your, your old heads, your OGs that kind of, oh, kind of kept you on the straight and narrow. Listen, the beautiful part about it is that I had those guys. Right. 
Yeah, I was like, not everybody had, yeah. Had grown men. <laughs> you know, now your veteran is 21. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you 19 had, and he's 22, I, yeah. <laughs> I remember I had Alton Lister. I had okay. um, Tom Chambers, Dale Ellis, okay. you know, my rookie year, um, Xavier McDaniel, man, Nate McMillan. Mm. I mean, about a veteran leader. So it was like seeing these guys and hearing their stories. It's like they were, like I said, they were grown men with families, you know, had mortgages and all that. <laughs> right. uh, and Derek McKee with rookies, we just want to have fun. Right. Okay, now. Right. So to me, it was like, wow, this is kind of cool. But I, I always got to give a special shout out to um one of my number one guys, Clement Johnson. Okay. He, like he didn't get a lot of playing time and all that. He had played in Philadelphia and some other cities, but he literally like I was playing his position, but there was there was nothing, no animosity with him. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna show you this A, B, C, and D, you know, right. to help you." And I'm like, "Aren't you afraid I'm gonna take your spot?" It's like, "I hope you take my spot." And that stood yeah. out to me more than anything else that anybody could ever say or do, man. Right. That he cared so much. You know, he, it didn't matter to him if I took a spot now. It was about what was going to be best for the team. Mm. But that taught me a lot there, that, you know, that first year. So who were you? Who were some of the young guys you were able to, I guess, kind of pass that on to? Well, and then I ended up, you know, we had, um, once I became a vet myself, you know, three, four years in, then I had Gary Payton, Sean Kemp. Mm -hmm. Avery Johnson, you know, had to take him around, hold him by the hand. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Avery, really? I'm, Avery seems like a guy he kind of be on his own. You had to, you had to keep Avery oh, together. His rookie year in the NBA. <laughs> oh, what, what? Give me a, give me a story. Some, what did Avery do his rookie year? Oh my goodness! Uh, which one can I tell? I mean. <laughs> You know, it's got to be which one can I tell? Yeah, uh, respectfully. Uh, but, just, yeah, give us a good one. Just not knowing, um, like, where to buy furniture. Something, something nah. you know, I had to take them to the store and show them where, to, you know, what to do. Make sure you don't get got. You know, right. that kind of so you have, You know, people see you that you're in the NBA. They're going to tend to overprice you. And right. stuff. Try to sell you but anything. Typically, what? One specific time we were eating and he ordered orange juice, but you know, his Louisiana accent, you know, it was like <laughs> orange juice. <laughs> and then when they came, we were in New York actually, and when they brought the orange juice down, <laughs> he didn't realize they were charging as much as they were. And we were staying, I think, at the Hyatt Hotel in New York City and everything. Uh -huh. And he went off like they're charging this month for a glass of orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I could just, yeah, like see him standing up on a chair yelling in his accent. Uh... Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like $10 for a small glass of orange juice. I was like, uh, yeah, you say New York City? That, that, yeah, that's that, that, yeah, that sounds about right. That was back in the 90s. We're like, oh, man, I can go down the street to the store and get like three, four dollars. Right, you can get the whole carton for that. Exactly. <laughs> What do you think? What was one of your favorite jerseys that you played in? I feel like you played in some some good, like the old Sonics jerseys are classics. 
well, Kings, uh, Pistons. Story, the second time I went to Seattle, mm. so that's when the league was doing retro. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. That was my original shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not old school. That's just like, this is my regular. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, I came back a couple of times and also with the Clippers, it's like, I'm wearing stuff that I wore my rookie year, and now it's like retro. And I right. was like, wait a minute, throwbacks or whatever they're calling them. And I was like, I love the Seattle jerseys with the Space Needle. I love that one. I really yeah. did. That's like one of my favorites. And I kind of like I like the Sacramento one. Believe it or not, the 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 powder blue. Mm -hmm. I, powder blue. I, I like those. I think those get a bad rap. I like those as well. I, I love those. Yeah. I, I I think those those, those are a good look. It's funny because I was there for the in intro of the new look, the new mm -hmm. color change, the black and purple. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we came out with those, I actually did I modeled the uniforms, and I loved them. But I still I was like, whoa, that powder blue, man. Yeah, like you say, it gets a bad rap, but I I liked it. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I I looked up something. I. I saw that you have a, an old or i want to see if it's still an outstanding beef apparently you and paul pierce are supposed to be playing chess did y'all ever play chess just paul don't want none of this uh-oh paul does not want uh-oh call hey, listen call him he's a, and the funny thing about it i i texted him about a week ago for something else and mm. it's like he does not want any of this he <laughs> saw me play and i think i know why he doesn't want me he saw how i was beating up on everybody where did he see you play? Where, like, uh, where did... We were at a friend's house in Calabasas uh, about a year ago, two years ago. And mm -hmm. it was like, I think, Super Bowl. I carried my chess set with me. Okay. And so you're I a professional. I got the car and brought it out. And I just sat there. Anybody want to play? People lined up. And I was just knocking them one by one. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul was there. He saw. I'm like, you want to play? He's like, no, no, no. I got to leave. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah, somewhere to be. Okay, so uh, you want to put the the official challenge out the uh? Oh, I'm challenging out anybody, the Paul. Anybody in the league, current, past, whoever plays chess, <laughs> let's do this. Okay, what else? You, uh, spades, taunt, poker. What else? You, you what else? I play it. I was gonna say uh, they don't want to, spades, They don't want no parts of taunt. <laughs> Apparently you're pretty good in poker too. Who who you who you getting in poker? Um, everybody. Martin Lawrence, that's the famous <laughs> one. You know, I took his money and they gave it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got to tell that story. How'd that happen? Well, I didn't take him in poker that day. I've taken him in poker, but we were shooting dice. Okay. And I took. This must have been in Detroit. Was that? Was this in Detroit? No, this was in Atlanta. This okay. Martin was just starting out. I think he had just finished filming House Party. Okay, okay, okay. A household name yet. Mm. And, you know, like most of us, you know, working, you know, nine to five type thing. And he got in a game with me and I didn't <laughs> any yet. And <laughs> I'm not saying he was crying, but there was a little bit. <laughs> Oyster in his eyes. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, there was a, somebody was cutting onions. Allegedly, <laughs> it could be allegedly, <laughs> but I'm just saying there was some moisture there. <laughs> Wait, so you said they they made you give the money back? But 
here's the funny part about this story. It's again learning from your your vets. Mm. It happened to me. Mm. Isaiah Thomas got me <laughs> that way. Okay. And I I ain't ashamed to admit it, I was in tears. Because I, I this, my rookie year, you know, we in Chicago. I walk in a room, Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, all these greats, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I get caught up. Well, dice, poker, poker, what were they playing? The shooting dice on the dice. And so <laughs> Isaiah took all my money. I'm in tears. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I've lost this money. And so he pulled me to the side and he told me a story as he's counting my money. Right? <laughs> and he's giving it back to me, but I have to stand there and listen to the story. Right. Oh, so he'll like put a hundred back in my hand and the story continues and until it was done. And he's like, you know, you work hard for your money. I just basically pimped you out of your money. <laughs> wow. And that's he's saying that as he's handing you the money back. That, that's kind of true. He's like, so take care of this, okay? Don't get caught up. And, but it was a great lesson. Yeah, that no, that's a that that is a good lesson. And so you, you never forgot it. Do it, I did it to somebody else. So did you do that? Uh, is Martin never going to get his money back? or? Uh... Oh, I gave it back to oh, him. You gave it all to him? Oh, yeah, I gave it oh, all. I, th I thought you said you gave some of it back to him. Okay. The story. Okay. That's, I, yeah. Man, you work hard for this money, man. Don't have me take it from you like that, man. Definitely. <laughs> I passed it forward. <laughs> so you just, you putting the challenge out there. Any, any game, any takers? Oh, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> we got to set up a uh, Paul Pierce and Chess. Oh, I, I think we got to we got to set this up. Other people have asked me about that, and you know he's out here. I know Jamie Foxx plays chess too. There's a bunch of okay, them. but they don't. I don't think they play blitz like I play blitz. So I think they play regular chess. You know, without the clock. Oh, okay. So, so it wouldn't even no challenge for you. No, I mean you're gonna give <laughs> me more time to think. Oh no. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll keep you too long. We'll get to some of our questions here. Let's check with check in with Bridget. See what kind of viewer questions we have here. I scroll way up. Let's see, okay, from Bask. What's up, Bask? Says Mr. Polynes, uh <laughs> On March eighteenth, twenty twenty, you tweeted, "Did any networks televise the Iditarod race?" Damn, I would have watched it. Are you a big so he's asking you, are you a big dog sled guy? And did you end up watching the Iditarod? <laughs> you gotta yeah, tell us how to end how did the how did the rest of that tweet end? <laughs> that was more of a joke than anything else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I have watched Iditarod. I I have watched it. Okay. And What'd so you think? What's that? What'd you think? Was it Oh no, it's amazing. No, seriously, it is it's amazing. You know, having you know, seeing people with that connection, you know, mm. with dogs like that, right. and that's to me is wow. Right. You know, and it's like it gets so emotional, you know, with them because it's yeah. like got to take care of your of the dogs because it's, or else you know that's the end of the race. So I say that's the end of you, yeah. It's an amazing, an amazing thing to watch. Mm. So, but my sport, believe it or not, I don't care what anybody says. I love watching curling. That right there. Really? That's on a, I swear on everything holy. I could watch that all day, every day. Where they that's, they put, and then they do the little. Yeah, with the, the shaving. The, 
You so but, you 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 glued to the tell on the Winter Olympics. Dude, I've watched it the Olympics. I watch the World Championships. It doesn't <laughs> matter to me if curling comes on. They got my attention because yeah. the price, the precision. See, people think yeah. throwing that thing out there, the stones, and then that's it. No, there's more to it than that. Right. You know, it's a oh my god, I love it. I said once I learned like what they were act like, what are they actually doing? It's like no, they're shaving the path that they want it to go. I was like, okay, no, that's real, like real skill. Stone and make it go fast, slow, yeah. left, right, and you got to position in such a way that it keeps the other team from getting in there. Right, and it's amazing. Have you ever tried it? You you think it, can we we gonna see you out on the ice? Um. I've been on ice, but I don't know. I don't think I can throw the stone. I can sweep most likely. You do this sweep? Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Next question we have is from Team Farm. He said, <laughs> it's been kind of a thing online. It says, how many points uh, are you putting up against Harrison Barnes in your prime? It's been kind of a thing online. People, a lot of non-basketball, non-NBA players think they could score a bucket on Harrison Barnes. Uh, I don't think they could. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say this the best way I know how without offending anybody <laughs> and without being disrespectful to Harrison Barnes or anybody else, okay? The worst player, if there is such a thing, in the NBA is still better than anybody else outside of the NBA. By far. Okay? And people need to understand that, okay? Harrison Barnes is a hell of a player, okay? Now, if people are making this because they want to get some laughs and all that and be disrespectful, that's on them. I don't get caught up in stuff like that. Mm. But he is a talent. And he is by far one of the better players we have in the NBA, okay? Yeah, champion, so gold medal. Like, yeah. this guy's good. People got to, like... You know, I don't get caught again. I don't do the negativity against players and all that because, like I said, the worst, if there can be such a thing, is still better than anybody else out there. I hope they listen to you, man. I've been trying to tell them for I was like, it, the guy that didn't even make the NBA, like played college, but could didn't quite make it to the NBA, would walk into any YMCA gym and dominate. Like, you would not be able to stop him. People don't realize how yeah. it's a different level, man. The NBA is a different level. Definitely. You know, you see guys like, how did he make his NBA? Trust me. There's a way he got to the NBA. And it's right. a lot of hard work. It's yeah. not. Definitely. Let's see what our next question is. Let's see. Okay. From Instagram. Uh, so can you share any stories from the Space Jam bubble games? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Yeah, I remember that. Um, going down there, um, it was nothing but basketball, you know, but it was funny because we would play ball, like they'd shoot Space Jam, mm. we go up there and play, and we're talking about all-stars. Like who was it? Who, give me some names. Oh my goodness. Well, J Barkley, Jordan, Patrick Ewing, um, anybody that was anybody, Magic, um, Allows you one, you name them, anybody that was a basketball player came to the bubble at least one time. Because, you know, you got to remember also back then, L.A. Summer League was in L.A. So right. everybody was, was in already LA. in L.A. That make, yeah. 
So Mike had everybody come over. I'm talking about state of the arts, and we just running up and down, shirts and skins kind of thing, just like in the park. But it was so intense. We'll talk about this one because you did not want to lose. Right. Right. You lose, you're standing, I mean, you're sitting for a while. And, <laughs> right. You know, we had some college cats come in thinking they were hot shots, you know, from UCLA and all that. It's like, oh, this is NBA. Right. Sorry. It's only NBA guys. And they, they got offended. It's like, <laughs> but it's an NBA thing. Right. And so to me, and then we would like go to dinner afterwards. And I'm talking about it got physical. Oh, I, I, I bet. Dinner, laugh it off, go to the club. And like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, just same time tomorrow. Yeah, but it was <laughs> the, the most amazing experience, you know, having that. And so that helped me out a lot personally. Mm. You know, being able to have all these guys in one place in the summer, my, I, literally, my game got way better, you know, for the following season. Because mm. I was able to see them and play against them and pick up stuff during the right. summer that normally I don't get to do. Right. Did you get in on the uh, those dice games? I know they oh, had some dice or some card yeah, games. I, I wasn't trying to go there and put people's business out on, out there, but <laughs> yeah, we had those too. Oh, now I'll share this with you. And this <laughs> is what I remember the most. So we're playing, uh, we're playing Tunk. Mm. And this is why we don't like gambling with MJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He loses about two, three hands straight. And they're playing, mm. like, starts out $100, you know, for, like, a high high card. You know, high, I don't know if you know for Tunk. Mm. High, a high suit. So he loses, and then he loses again. He loses another hand. All right, let's go. $1,000 high, high spades. Now, all of a sudden, and that's his thing. He will always raise the stakes and put that fear in you to the point where you can't do it anymore. Right. So now you just won three hundred from it. Now all of a sudden it's at a thousand dollars. And if you dumb enough to put a thousand dollars up, all of a sudden he ends up with an ace of spades. I'm like, I'm good. Well, I was gonna say I, I, it's probably worse if you say, "No, nah, I'm good." I feel like you know he's gonna trash talk you until you end up playing, right? He does that, but yeah. when the thousand, he'll bump it up again. <laughs> and he eventually he will get you you know because he can always raise it up right you know what the old saying big bank take little bank <laughs> that was listen it. That it, was, it, it's a tried and true statement that was his mentality <laughs> I, yeah somebody put in the chats at all that the jordan gambling bubble uh needs an entire documentary because I, I know it's i know it's some story or a book Something. Something, yeah. Oh my goodness, they are legendary. <laughs> legendary. I've I've watched them in Vegas, like lose. Like I'm sitting there, like I'm in, I'm in tears because it's like I could get a house with that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even your money, and you down bad. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, hey, I mean that's like you said, Big Bank man. He he, he plays high stakes. Yes, he does. <laughs> Let's see, see, any more viewer questions? If not, I think we got one more question. We'll let you out of here. Uh, we're putting together a Legends playlist. 
So we need to, what are you listening to? What's in your headphones? It can be some old, something new, anything at all. What, what, what what's what's in your headphones I'm right now? A different cat, man. You know, I grew up in Haiti, so I gotta have some of my, my island sounds, some salsa. I gotta okay. have some shoes or Hector Laveau. I also okay. got Phyllis Hyman up in there. That's okay. Um, Phyllis Hyman, the legend. I kind of mix it up. I'm not big on rap, at least today's rap. No disrespect mm. to those guys. You know, mm. I wish them well. But I just like, you know, the the rap of when it first started. You know, right. something simple as rapper's delight. Okay. I can enjoy because it's just fun. Right. You know, and so I try, you know, but if, you know, for a playlist, definitely, you know, Celia, Hector Laveau, Phyllis Hyman. Um, I love Teddy. Okay. Pendergrass. Love, love Curtis Mayfield. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm an old school kind of guy, you know. If I can listen, I can listen to that all day. But I will say this: a guy I like now is Anthony Hamilton because he has that okay. feel. Yeah, Anthony Hamilton is very good. Yeah. So. Okay, gave us some some uh, great additions. Uh, Old and Polynesian, thank you so much for joining us this week on Legends Live. All right. Thank you for having me. One last thing, if I can. Of course. Out- to all the teams out there, um, I'm still available. 15 years coaching. I'd love to get in with somebody. Got to put it out there. Close mouth, don't get fed. That's exactly right. <laughs> Let's get my man Odin a job in the league, man. We'll talk to you soon, Odin. All right. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you, man. All right. All right. That'll do it for this week's Legends Live. Of course, we have new episodes live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern on NBA Alumni's Twitch Facebook, the YouTube, and Twitter. I'd like to remind our viewers you can watch the replays of any episode at legendsofbasketball.com slash legends live. You can catch the audio replay to our conversations on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts by searching Legend Studio. And we will catch you next Thursday at five.